0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And as we teased and talked about yesterday, I'm very excited that today's episode is a crossover with Stacey Gotsulius of Locked on Yankees, here to talk all things pinstripes, talk their farm system, some of their top prospects, and some thoughts about the organization as a whole. How are you doing, Stacey?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I am doing well. I feel like I'm talking a lot louder than you. So it's it's always a challenge to get the levels right. And just, yeah. I, I have a rational enthusiasm when it comes to prospects. And when we talked about doing this crossover, I know that you were really excited to hear about some of the top guys in the system, um, but particularly some of the position players. And so, how much have you talked about shortstop Anthony Volpe? Am I saying it right? Is it Volpe? Yes, Volpe. Okay.
1: I have not actually spoken too much about him. Um, I, I joke about this all the time, but you know, I'm an older Yankee fan. I've been burned by prospects in the past. Mm. Um, you know, I still remember Brian Taylor. We're going back a long time. I think I was in high school when that happened. And I try not to get too attached to these guys. You know, I keep track of what they do, and I know that they're doing well. You know, Volpe broke out in a big way this year. Um, so I know enough about the the minor league players, but I like to have people like you tell me about them so that I can tell my listeners and viewers about them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's you, you touched on the big thing like when I was doing my notes and getting ready for this is I noticed a lot of these guys had a big breakout in 2021. A lot of players took massive jumps in development and stick around for segment three. I think we're going to have some great thoughts about that, but Volpe, obviously, you know, the number one prospect according to Baseball America in your system, 5'11", 180. And he was a high school draftee first round in 2019. And what's really interesting about him is uh, he's got an absolutely fantastic combination of skills and instincts and makeup. And he really looks like the kind of guy who's going to be at the top of the lineup, a staple up there uh, for a good long time in New York. And when you look at some of the some of the deeper analysis from some of the different sites, whether it's uh, baseball perspectives, baseball, America prospects, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, The question is, is about next year. Is he going to be the number one overall prospect in all of minor league baseball? Like Mm. that's the level with which they have him. And if you think about some of the previous number one overalls, you think of, you know, Bryce Harper, you think of, daily rushman right now you think of Mark Teixeira, somebody who a yankees fan would be familiar with he was the number one overall prospect as a third baseman in the rangers organization so uh, having that kind of pedigree is a is a great thing but you you touched on it. he broke out last year it's the first real year we got to see him play true he he lost rookie ball uh in 2019 to mono which is okay it happens to everybody i guess it just it makes sense to happen to a, to a prep kid there Yeah. And then obviously canceled the season in 2020, but last year he was going between low A and high A, hit 294 with 27 home runs and 33 stolen bases in 109 games. Just fantastic numbers. And when you look at him offensively, the thing that I love is his at-bats are very high quality. I mean, he's not afraid of elite velocity. He's not afraid of high spin. He excels at keeping the at-bat alive. He can foul stuff off and he just he just sits and waits for something that he can drive and then he can, he can drive it to all fields. And this kind of gets back into something the Yankees are doing as a whole, but there's this theme and you may have heard some of it. It's hit strikes hard. Right. They're trying to teach their guys plate discipline and then also teach their guys about, you know, seizing the opportunity and hitting. And it's that tunneling thing that we hear so much about right now, because of the talk about Barry bonds Mm. when, and so, He does that very well. He's a very good runner. You can see 33 stolen bases, only nine caught stealing in 109 games. Uh, Defensively. I think that's where, if you have any question about Anthony Volpe, I think that's where the question comes up. He has good instincts and he's fundamentally sound in the field, you know, solid hands, solid footwork, but his arm it's accurate and it's on time, but it's strength wise. I would say just below average strength. And so that, you know, between that and his speed, his range comes out fringe to average. And so the question for me, at least is, can he stick at shortstop or does he eventually end up at second? Um, But let's not forget, he's here for offense. He's got the best strike zone discipline in your system. He's got the best uh, ability to hit for average in the entire system and offensively just looks like he's going to be an absolute star for you guys for quite some time.
1: Let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's,
0: let's exactly it's it, that's one of those things you know that would be nice let's hope yeah. it works out yes um and then if he had to move to second like how like does that concern you do you hear you know he could be number one overall prospect and you might not stick it short like what do you think about something like that
1: <sighs> well I just think about how <laughs> the back and forth of Gleyber Torres going from second to short back to short second like they can't figure out where to put him and you know I would like to see Volpe come up and if he has to be put at second base I hope that by the time he's up there's a way for the Yankees to arrange the infields where he can play second and it doesn't disrupt a lot of things um yeah but you know if he's playing well enough to play at the major league level then you do what you need to do to help him play to fit him in exactly
0: yeah Yeah. and you've you've probably got two years before he's in New York. I mean, he just finished a ball last year. And so they have some different stuff going on in a ball as far as automated balls and strikes, and they have it a little bit easier to steal. So I'm curious to do his stolen base numbers, normalize a bit when he's out of that environment, you know, they limit how many pickoff throws you can make. Right. And so it's a little bit different for stealing there. That's a good thing to look at. I, I think I have more questions than a lot of other people Mm -hmm. about Volpe. And it's not that I don't think he's a great prospect. I just, want to see a little bit more of some of these things that we didn't know were coming. We didn't know he would steal 33 bases. You know, we didn't know he would hit, uh, what was it? 20, uh, tw- 27 home runs. So I just want to see a little bit more of it before I can say he's the number one overall prospect, but either way, I think the floor they're looking at for him is an everyday contributor for 10 years. And you would take that in a heartbeat.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> definitely. <Yeah.
0: laughs> and, and whether it's at short or second, I mean, Either one, you're happy. And if it's second, it's because the number two guy in your system, shortstop Oswald Peraza, is going to move him off of short. So uh, 5'11", 186, he's a 2016 international free agent. And uh, I think he's probably going to debut this year as a shortstop, uh, provided he shows that he can handle major league pitching. He's probably the best defensive infielder in your system, uh, the best infield arm in the system. And we saw 2019, he was in low A, did well. And then he just sped through the system last year, went all the way through, ended up hitting 297, uh, 18 home runs, 38 stolen bases in 115 games. So kind of a similar profile um, to Volpe, but he, the big change, he's another guy made a big change last year. And the big change he made was he stopped hitting so many hard grounders and he put the ball in the air. Mm. So kind of retooled his swing, his launch angle, And so he went from hitting lots of hard grounders to uh, to lots of doubles and home runs. But I think he's still a little vulnerable to those above average breaking pitches. He did get better at them as the season went on. But offensively, that's the question. Can he get better against breaking pitches? And can he lay off of balls out of the zone? You know, the slider down and away, things like that. But defensively, I think he's going to stick at shortstop. He's one of those guys that he's not the most athletic but he's got above average speed. He's got good instincts, good reaction time. So he has all of the components together to play short. He's not that super twitchy athlete that it's going to come naturally to, but he's going to make all the plays you need him to make. And so I think there's a good chance at some point in time in 22, uh, whether it's May, whether it's July, at some point in time, you will see Peraza uh, playing shortstop for the New York Yankees, which I kind of think is, Every kid's dream growing up is to put on the pinstripes and play for the Yankees.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting. The two of them, they're not huge guys. They're more mm-hmm. like not old school, but, you know, baseball players have gotten bigger over the years. And, you know, when Jeter first came up and A-Rod and Nomar, and you saw these shortstops who were 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", and it was kind of like, whoa, because you fought back to the days where, you know, Phil Rizzuto was in the infield for the Yankees and he was teeny mm-hmm. tiny. And these two guys, you know, they're around 5'10", 5'11". They're not overly big, and they're not, um, you know, built too big, unlike the next guy we're going to discuss, who's not very tall, but very big.
0: Very (laughs) big. And very young. (laughs) Yes, very big, very young. Um, Great lead. And number three prospect, uh, outfitter, Jason Dominguez. We talked about him two weeks ago when we talked about the Rachel Balkovic hire, but uh, 5'10", 2'10", out of the Dominican in 2019, and... He has the ceiling of an MLB regular, but we've got some questions about his defensive positioning, some questions about his power. Um, you know, comp- obviously, completely lost the twenty twenty season like everybody else did, and went to Low A last year at eighteen. Held his own, looked pretty good, and they actually selected him for the Futures Game, which is a pretty prominent achievement for a guy out of Low A. Uh, fifty six games, hit two fifty two with five home runs, and he really seemed to struggle a bit with some pr- with the. Pr- the professional velocity mm. uh and breaking pitches i mean he when he hits the ball he's hitting the ball really well his average exit velo was 86 his max was 111 so he can smack a ball he can mm-hmm. hit a strike pretty hard yeah. and he got better at it as the season progressed but i think part of the question there is we saw a big and you alluded to it we saw a big physical transformation uh he 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 put on he, he thickened up, let's put it that way. He thickened up considerably uh, from when he was signed. And so his speed has kind of gone from like plus plus to to average. Right. I mean, he's he's slowed down a bit as he put on some weight. And his arm is, I think, average. And so you, you look at him for right field versus left. Left field is usually your weakest outfield arm. But he's got good instincts defensively. He's fundamentally sound. But we put on that weight, you would assume with the weight comes muscle and comes power, and we just haven't really seen that yet. So I think I'd like to see him d- develop a little more physically, continue to do that, uh, and get comfortable with the velocity and the spin so that hopefully that power can manifest. And I think that's really going to kind of decide what is his ceiling. Um, does he make, it, you know, how much can he contribute in New York as a corner outfielder who doesn't hit for power? I think right. that's the question is, can he, can he get that tool as part of his, as part of his um part of his toolbox? And he's, he's added the weight where he should be able to.
1: Yeah. And he's also really, he's still really young. So he yeah. has the time to, you know, we're not going to see him that soon. He's Oh yeah. He's 19 <laughs> years
0: old. You're, it's going to be, I'd say probably three to four years yeah. on a normal time pace to get Jackson Dominguez in New York. And this season, I think it's going to be big for him. He's probably going to go back through, through a ball again, just to kind of see how that goes, and that's typical of a of a young guy coming out of the Dominican like that. He actually probably would not have spent an entire year in Low A in his second year in the system. He probably would have come up for for rookie ball in the complex league. So he's a little advanced as far as placement in the system, but I think that's kind of where he needs to be. And but for him, the whole thing is this upcoming year is kind of a new start, and it's uh you know it's a, it's a chance for him to to make some changes. Um if your change you want to make is getting fit, eating healthier, I got to tell you about Built Bars. Built Bar is the uh it's the easiest way to stick to your New Year's resolution. Um Built Bars are 100% real chocolate and these 130 calories, 17 grams of protein. So the Built Bar is better for you than a candy bar. So what I would encourage Jason Dominguez to do is to go to all of my stashes of candy, snacks, you know, whether it's your office, your car, your, your workout bag, all of that, replace what you have there, replace your candy bars with built Bars, you get plenty of protein, still 100% real chocolate, and there's tons of flavors. Uh, Stacey Consulius, what is your favorite flavor of Bilt Bar?
1: Mint Brownie. I say it all the time. My listeners are probably sick of me saying it, but I have had listeners send me messages saying they've now ordered built Bars and they like them as much as I do. So yeah, Mint Brownie.
0: I'm a peanut butter brownie guy. That's my favorite. That's a good but one I was I was on the website just the other day and looking at some of the the rotating flavors they have. Mm-hmm. And they have a churro flavor. Yes. So very in- intrigued in that. Um, so go check out all of the regular flavors and the limited time flavors at built.com. While you're there, use promo code locked15 for 15% off your order at built.com. Again, promo code locked15 for 15% off your order at built.com. Okay, so talk to some position players. Uh, I do kind of want to to bring up some of the pitchers as well. Mm-hmm. I think there's some great pitchers in this Yankees system, and I'm kind of curious to see whether you think you would need any of these guys. Uh, so yes. number four, <laughs> if it's a pitcher, we need him. Yeah, yeah. Number four prospect in your system, right-handed pitcher um, Luis Gill, 185, international free agent in 2014, and then you got him in 2018 from the Twins in a trade. Uh, I think that his outlook is probably mid-rotation starter sure. if he can develop a third pitch.
1: Yeah. And if yeah. not,
0: he's going to be a reliever. And the way that he is, he could probably contribute uh, right now for you out of the bullpen. But I think, obviously, a starter is a little more valuable. He made six starts last year, went one one, 1-1, ERA.
1: I was at uh, one of them.
0: Yeah, there you go. See? Yeah, I saw, In him, person. Pitch
1: against, yeah, I saw In him pitch per- against Seattle. Yeah.
0: In-person scouting report. Did he win that game? I'm trying to remember.
1: He did not, but when I, when he, he had a really bad, not bad. He had a first inning in which he was on the ropes and he had a lot of pitches and then he ended up pitching nearly six innings because it looked like one of those games where he could have been knocked out in the second inning. And it was one of those games where the offense didn't do anything and Seattle won two nothing. So he, he looked fine. You know, it wasn't. Uh, Yes. I mean, he really fought his way through that start to make it to five full innings. And, you know, I saw something when I was watching, I was like, wow, that's, that's a gutty performance from him coming out and doing that. And there was that other game that he pitched where he, was it because, did he have to replace Cole? Like he stepped in at the last second to replace Cole and he did a really good job. And, you know, so far, like what I see, what I see from him, but yeah, I would see mid rotation if that, and if not bullpen, you know, the Yankees love doing that. So.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and I think the, the bullpen thing is so easy to project because his fastball is really good. I mean, he's got a lively fastball. It sits 96. He can hit 99 with it. It doesn't move a ton, but when you've got really good velocity, you can kind of get away with some of that. And to go with that, he's got a mid-80s slider and it moves enough where it it has a good profile when it comes to play as far as the, the tunneling with the fastball. Um, if he can develop the changeup, I think that's the question because the changeup is low 90s, not mm-hmm. a lot of difference between it and the fastball.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that's yeah. one of my favorite things about. Pitching and watching pitchers with different um, arsenals and seeing guys who can go from having a 98, 99 mile an hour fastball and then having a change up that's like 84, but where it comes out of the hand where it doesn't look too, too different and it yeah. fools people like that's a cool thing to have. Yeah.
0: yeah, and and, and his changeup is more of just a slower fastball. I mean, right. it, com- it comes in the low 90s, doesn't move a lot, which you kind of want it to do. And so if he can harness that, he's got the frame to throw a lot of innings, throw a lot of pitches. I mean, he would be a good mid-rotation starter. He just needs to develop that, and he needs to learn to hit this, his spots more consistently. And, you know, you mentioned the 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 big arsenal. I think you'll like the next guy, number six pitcher, Hayden Wesneski. Is that right?
1: Um I'm not was sure Neske? how to say it.
0: Let's yeah. go with I'm going to assume that's right. Okay. <laughs> so 210. he was a 2019 draft pick out of um Sam Houston State. I think it was like a sixth round pick and he profiles as a number 4 or 5 starter, which you love out of a sixth round pick. That's a good deal. Sure. Um he he lo- he had a lot of so so he lost his covid year, obviously, you know, there was he was drafted right after uh college, lost that whole year development he spent a lot of time doing physical training. And so he really put in a lot of, he put on weight, he put on good weight, uh, and it really shows in his pitches. Um, and then last year went from high A to triple A, another guy who kind of like big, jumped. Yeah. big jump in that one year. And so he's got a huge pitching arsenal. Um, his fastball is a four seamer, sits mid nineties. It reaches 99. And what I love on it is it has a lot of late movement to it. So it's one of those where you might commit to the fastball and be able to catch up with the speed, but at the last second it moves on you. So it's Mm -hmm. a very, very good pitch. Um, His sliders average. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's nothing special. It doesn't break as much, but the action, it's very much a sweep like a hard, a hard sweep versus one that just kind of leisurely drifts to the side. I'd rather it move dramatically than, you know, move a lot, but move slowly. So you like that uh, curveball very much, very much a plush pitch. It has a horizontal break. It has a vertical break. Hmm. It's kind of like a power slurve. I mean, it's a it's a really okay. unique kind of pitch, but yeah. it's really good. One of the better curveballs in the system. Oh. He has a change up. You'll like this low 80s. It's kind of average as far as movement, but it comes out of the same release point as the fastball. He can disguise it really well. And then he has a cutter. And mm-hmm. I don't know where he got it from. It's kind of new. Haven't really seen a lot of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but that's something where I mean, that's five pitches that are all you know that are four that are at least average, if not better, two that are very good in the curveball and the fastball. Uh, if that cutter looks pretty decent, if he can throw it from strikes, he's very confident with all of these pitches. He's not scared to throw any pitch in any count. and I love that. Yeah, he just I'd has like to, to get that. a little more accurate with it. Sure. Yeah, and 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 so if he can be more consistent in his delivery, because the fastball and the changeup look exactly the same, but he's not always consistent with the release point and the arm slot on the slider or um, the curveball. So if he can kind of make get all that in together, a lot of the the projections have him as a four or five starter. I think if he if everything clicks, he can probably be a number three guy. But at the very least, you're looking at a number four or five starter who same thing, big build can throw a lot of innings in New York. And I'm sure you would probably love to get that.
1: Yes. Yes. We all would.
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely need. It's, it's one of those things that like, you need this in your rotation. Like you yeah. need these weapons in your rotation. Uh, kind of makes me think about the next guy who you're, you're going to see this year. I'm pretty sure. Number nine pitcher in your system, Lewis Medina, uh, 6'3", 195. He was one of those 2015 guys out of the Dominican. And, his stuff also electric theme that I'm noticing for the Yankees system is all of the pitchers are kind of filthy. Mm. I mean, they're all very good athletes. They all, they all have very great physical traits. They just have to work on harnessing these a little bit. Um, mm. he's actually already on your 40 man. Right. So that's why I think you'll probably see him this year just because simply you had to protect him from the rule five draft. So at the, at, at this point, uh, it, it, all it takes is an option to bring him up and try him out. Um, Amazing stuff. He was a little inconsistent until late in 2019. Uh, and then he, he his control went from awful to, to iffy. Mm. Um, he had 11 strikeouts per nine innings, but he had five walks per nine oh, innings. So yeah. you can kind of see the good and the bad. Uh, <laughs> but again, the stuff is really good. The fastball is upper 90s. It's been clocked at 103. I rolled the Chapman levels of speed. I mean, elite speed. You can't teach that. Yeah. Um, His curveball is one of those very abrupt 12-6 to curveballs. He gets a lot of swings and misses off of it. It's a separator pitch. Um, Same thing as as Hayden Wisniewski. Very, very good curveball. You love to see it. And then his changeup doesn't move a ton. Kind of a a flaw that I'm noticing with a lot of these young guys you guys have. But uh, the separation in velocity from the fastball is really prominent and because it's disguised really well and he's confident with it he can get lots of strikes on that. He can get guys out with it. So three-pitch mix. He just needs to be more consistent, have a little more control with it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that you'll see him start off in A. And if he looks decent, I'd expect him to be in New York by May, hopefully bolstering this rotation a bit and getting guys out.
1: It needs bolstering, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, he's got all the confidence in the world. He knows that he can do it. It's and just a matter that. of... Yeah, exactly. I mean, he has that mentality you want from that starting pitcher who's like angry that you dared try to come up to bat against him. Yeah. It's great makeup. Mm-hmm. You just need him to actually con- execute these pitches and do it consistently. And I think that that's something you're probably going to get um, in the new year of of him as a minor league prospect. Uh, but speaking of the new year, Online wants to wish you a happy new betting year because BetOnline is the number one spot for all the best sports wager in action for 2022. Now, I don't know, being in New York, I don't know if you have a rooting interest in the playoffs. Uh, The Bills were in over the weekend. But how did you feel about the weekend of games that we had?
1: It was insane. It was the best weekend the NFL has ever had game-wise. Every game was, you know, you're at the edge of your seat sort of thing. I was pulling for the Bills because you know, even though it's Buffalo and they're basically like Cleveland, it's New York, or they're yeah. basically like Canada up in Buffalo. Um, but I was rooting for Buffalo. I kind of felt bad for them, but now I'm pulling for the Bengals because they haven't done anything since I was in high school. It's a long time. So
0: yeah, I want to see Joe Burrow do this. I just, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's been a really exciting story. But that's one of those things where folks who don't have a team in this fight, you know, who don't have one of these four teams this weekend who they're rooting for, if you want a reason to root for the games. Go to BetOnline. online. Uh, they have a, you know, with their new updated desktop and mobile website, you can check out everything. They have a lot of um, amazing offers in 2022. So there's a 50% welcome bonus for promo code locked on to get started. And whether it's football, which, you know, we're talking about, we love obviously, but there's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, uh, you can wager on any of those sports. So bet online, promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus because bet online is where the game starts. And then, all right, so, so talk position players, talked, um, talked pitchers. There is a guy that I didn't mention in the position players, but I kind of want to come back and talk to him. We briefly touched on him two weeks ago when you and I discussed um, the Rachel Balkovec hire again, but Austin Wells, the, mm-hmm. the first rounder in 2020 out of Arizona, the catcher.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really polarizing prospect as far as the outlook people have and i've noticed there's a big difference guys in the system to people outside of the system what they think about him um and and the questions are obviously where is he going to play defensively they don't think he's going to stick at center field i'm sorry at at, at catcher and this is guys these are people outside of the yankee system don't think he'll stick at catcher uh he has the athleticism to play first base maybe left field but the issue with catching is he struggles to block pitches well He's got a significantly below average arm and he's mitigated that somewhat by having a quick release and a decent pop time, but they think he's going to move to a, to a corner spot, whether it's left field or first base, but he's here to hit the ball and the kid can hit the dang ball. So the the Yankees actually drafted him out of high school in 2018. He went to college instead. So they took him again in 2020, um, lost his final season, obviously lost the 2020 season uh, to the pandemic but 2021 he absolutely crushed it 103 games hit 264 16 homers 16 stolen bases which is a lot for a catcher yeah and the thing is his swing is one of those really easy swings that's going to age well he's a qual- he had mixed quality contact he hit strikes hard uh to all fields and he manages to strike zone really well. So he's good at, at delineating strikes from balls. And I feel like like that's something a catcher should be really good at. And I'm surprised more of them are not. But I, I'm 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 guessing it's the change in perspective from, from crouching sure. behind the plate to standing in the box.
1: Right. That I makes guess. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, but he does need to be more aggressive at the plate. And then he just has to f- kind of figure out defensively where he's going to go. And this kind of gets me back to some of the organizational philosophies that the Yankees have in the minors. And I've said it now five times in the show. Cause I was, I, I love it, but on offense, and we've seen this with Volpe most prominently is hit strikes hard. Uh, the organization's really worked on pitch recognition, really worked on strike zone discipline and just quality contact of these, of these pitches coming in. And then defensively, it's a lot of, of, you know, making sure that guys are fundamentally sound for their position And working to mitigate around any weaknesses they may have. And so, like Volpe, he's a shortstop, he's playing shortstop, he's cross-training at second. And that's something where they're they're saying we acknowledge that his weakness is his arm and a bit of his range. And so we may have to move him to second base. Same thing, you know, same thing with Austin is is great hitting catcher, but not a great catcher. (laughs) And so You know, we're, we're trying to get him technically sound to see if that can be enough to let him stay at that position or does he have to move, but he's there off. He's there for offense. Um, and then just, I guess, overall for the system, I think you guys probably have the third best system in the division. And most people wouldn't be happy with that, but you have to understand you're in the same division as the Rays and the Orioles. Right. And yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Rays and the Orioles just, I mean, the Orioles obviously have not been good. And so they have a lot, they've picked really high a lot of times. Uh, the Rays just have an insane amount of talent. And fun fact, the Rays minor league system last year actually had the most successful year in minor league history as far as the entire top to bottom organization, winning winning percentage and uh, making... Minor league playoffs and championships, the the Ray system is one of the best in baseball, and so be like be third in the American League East is probably second best system in any other division in baseball.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, but I think a big part of the reason why the system is so good is so many guys took big leaps in twenty twenty one that you've got quality depth all around the diamond, and when we're looking at strength of a system, we're kind of looking top to bottom. Uh, all positions? Do you have guys for everything? So, like the Braves, for instance, the Braves don't grade out that well depth of the system because the corner the corner infield spots almost no one there. The mm-hmm. out like the outfields they have they have a couple guys, but not enough. Um, they have too many guys at catcher, and then the n- not enough guys at shortstop and second base. So, like they have decent talent, but the depth isn't there. The Yankees have it all the way through you know through every position. And something that I've noticed is during the the pandemic, there was a big focus on remote instruction. The Yankees actually like made sure that everybody had had connections to the coaches, to the development teams, they had customized workout plans and different things to work on from home. And you can see those results in last year's minor league stats and just kind of see some of the jumps these guys made. And I think that this kind of goes back to the culture that, the Yankees are instituting Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of what I've noticed, a lot of the hires, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, but the Rachel Balkovic hire is the biggest one here is teachers in the system and folks who can translate, not only literally translate languages, you know, Rachel Balkovic speaks fluent Spanish, but can translate a lot of the science behind hitting or playing a position or pitching, translate the science into on field uh, technique and, and, teaching guys how to do things the right way to make their, their deliveries when they're pitching consistent and repeatable and low impact can make their, their swings compact and, and without extraneous parts. And so I think having that kind of culture of, we're going to teach you how to be the best or how to think what you do and do it as well as possible, do it as efficiently as possible, as safely as possible, as consistently as possible. Uh, Is an interesting way to set up a system, and I'm excited to see how it pays off in 2022.
1: I am too, actually. You know, um, I'm probably going to pay more attention now that I know more about these guys. (laughs) um, You know, just knowing how close some of them are, and you know, because I'm going to have to be up on everything when they come up. Um, But no, I am. I am kind of excited, cautiously excited cautiously because as i said you know we've been burned a lot but um but we've also not been burned you know recent years things have worked out with players who have come up and stuff so um it's just i have a long memory
0: (laughs) (laughs) so well let me give you just a few names of of people that you're you may see some of them this year you may not but just some of the the less herald prospects who have stood out quite a bit like the guy that i think of is Estevan Florial, oh, sure. uh, he his bat really came on in Triple A last year. He's probably the fastest person in the in the system. Probably the best arm. He's got an absolute cannon in center field, and so he's a guy. Depending on what the outfield looks like, obviously you have some monsters out there, and Judge and Stanton and everything. But depending on injury, depending on how things look, I think he's a guy who you may see make an impact this year. Mm-hmm. And I think when he comes up. He's going to defensively be pretty sound, but offensively, I think he might surprise a lot of people. And he's going to be one of those those guys that you don't expect much out of. He's there to to defensive replacement, pinch run, and I think he'll end up having an impact on the team. But there's a guy like Anthony Garcia. Stupid amounts of power from both sides of the plate. Uh, He can play right field. He can play first base. He's a guy in a couple years that I think you can really count on. Um, Everson... Pereira could be a power-hitting corner outfielder who could play center field as well. I mean, it's just depth all the way through the system is is fantastic. And I said it's the third best system in the American League East, but it's really first or second best in probably any other division, but the one you're in. Right. Um, so be excited about this upcoming season and know that some of these guys are going to be able to contribute right away, and that the Yankees are taking a really smart approach to developing them and getting them um, getting them ready. Uh, to make an impact in New York. If, um, if folks listening to either of our shows obviously want to follow you and follow these players as they come up in New York, what's the best way they can follow you and follow your show?
1: You can follow me on Twitter at stay Scott's. You can follow the show at locked on Yankees, all one word. We don't have any underscores or anything like that. And, um, We're also on Instagram at LockedOnYankees, all one word. I post updates on there as well. I'm so sorry. If you're watching us on YouTube, something is wrong with my left eye. It's (laughs) tearing right now. Um, But yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Perfect. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Baseball. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnFarm. And you can email your questions and comments to LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. If y'all want to stay tuned, tomorrow we're actually breaking down the rest of the American League... of the american league east talking about the other systems we touched on the orioles and the rays but kind of going a little more in depth with some of those prospects and how the rest of the system ranked i figured if we did a whole show for the yankees we'll give the other four teams one show to go along with your entire show because obviously you're my favorite team in the in the division um but until then this has been locked on mlb prospects